0: What's going on? It's your boy L Boogie. You know I'm blessing the Lord. Highly favored. Excited about Z, excited about the word of God. My cup is running over and I still want some more. How about you? I got to talk soft right now because I'm at the TA. About to give me something to eat. But I wanted to let you know that I got another video for you right after this. <laughs> Excited about Jesus, excited about the word of God. My cup is running over, and I still want some more. How about you? I'm here with a fellow Landstar driver. He's a fellow uh, uh, BTO, business capacity owner, fellow owner-operator here with uh, Landstar. What's going on, man? What's happening, man? man? Not much, man. You know I'm just keeping it between the ditches. Keeping it between the ditches. Yes,
1: sir.
0: So how how you been doing out there?
1: Oh, man. I am so blessed, man. God is amazing. Like you say, highly blessed and highly favored. (laughs) I heard
0: that. Now, check this out. How long have you been over here at Landstar? I came over at
1: Landstar uh, the
0: first week of October
1: of October. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. So right now, it's like, uh, what is it? March 21st. uh, March 21st. First day of spring. Yes, sir. Now, I can't As wait to yesterday. that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I can't wait to, uh, to change season is up so I can be heading out there to uh, get some of that big money. But guess what? Yes, you sir. ain't you ain't got to worry about that because you're on a dedicated route. Don't tell us which one it is because.
1: Oh, I can't do that, but it's one <laughs> of the, um, it's one of the, um. No,
0: before, no stop, 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 stop. Hold up. Hold up. Yeah, so, um. Let's go back to the beginning before you get to that.
1: Um, uh, do we have
0: to? Do we have to? <laughs> we got to. We got to because this going to help somebody out. So how was your process with getting on with Landstar?
1: Well, first um, I saw I was actually I wasn't even thinking about Landstar. Um, my goal was going to, you know, get my truck. And actually I was thinking about pulling containers, be home every night and just run out and come back. And yeah. then I saw this. Energetic, highly motivated young man on YouTube by the name of L Boogie talking about talking about y'all need to come over here last. Or I'll get some of this money. <laughs> and really, you know, I said, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to throw an application. You know, see what happens. You know, I, I've been praying for some things, and God had opened up a lot of doors and put me in different positions. And um, I said, I, I just, I, mean, I just put the application on, on a whim, just on your recommendation and they sure enough called me back <laughs> yeah
0: and I just went ahead
1: went through the process and um, I got on and um, how
0: long did it take you to get on
1: uh, it took about a month cause see and and God timed it perfect cause prior to coming on with Last Star, I was working with the uh, film crew in the movie industry okay and, um, did you ever meet God, anybody famous uh, actually I did man I was blessed one of the movies I'm blessed and um, proud to be working I worked on Black Panther that, oh, was, uh, okay. that, that was a great experience. But, um, and the movie that I was currently on at that time was just ending. And so it, it timed up perfect, you know, cause, uh, you know, with Lancer you have to give them proof that you're no longer working for your previous employer. yeah, And, um, so all that worked out good. I mean, it was perfect timing and I came on, um, orientation the first week of October and, um,
0: but I had already
1: put in for vacation the following week after that, so I really wasn't going to start until about two weeks, about a week after orientation. Yeah. But um, the process took about it took about a month. Uh huh.
0: Now, what was uh, what was orientation like? It was good, very informative.
1: Um, uh, I did orientation in Jefferson, Georgia, and um, it was a two uh, was it three days, two days? I two days. The, um, two days. And um uh yeah it was it was very informative very informative
0: Okay now uh when when you when you got back and you got settled in and it's time to run your your first load Uh give us a little bit of that story. I thought oh, we done talked. Oh lord
1: <laughs> Oh boy. Well, give l- us l- that I story <laughs> Well with orientation Next week, I went on vacation, and I said, let me go ahead and get my vacation done because I knew I was going to be rolling when I get back. I Mm -hmm. called the trailer department uh, that Friday after my um, vacation, because I heard, you know, it's going to be a long process to even getting a trailer. But once again, God stepped in. I called the trailer department that Friday to put me on the list, and that Monday, they called me and said, have you got a trailer for you? That was 15 minutes away from me. Man! (laughs) Yeah. So I went and picked up the trailer, and first red flag, the trailer had a flat tire. <laughs> so I witnessed. I said, hey, this trailer got a flat tire. He said, well, you know, so it, I hadn't been in the game in a while. I hadn't been over the road, you know, in a while. So I guess with the newer trailers, once you hook up the airlines, it airs up the tires. That's what they told me. I said, oh, okay. Got the trailer, went on home. Um, and so... I'm just sitting around, really. I said, well, I remember the company that you cover, always talk about, the crossing agency. I said, well, let me give them a call and see what they got going, what they got going on. Mm-hmm. I called the crossing agency, spoke with a very nice young lady. And uh, she said, well, I got this load down in Savannah. Um, it's been, you know, we've been trying to get somebody on it. And um, it's kind of a rush load. So if you can get down there and get it and bring it back to Leesburg, Alabama. Mm-hmm. i okay, cool. No problem. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm ready to get started. Yeah. So when got the truck, went down there to Savannah, it was a hazmat load, 45,000. Um, okay. It's my first load. And when I got there, the guy was like, Hey, you got any straps? I'm like, nobody told me about any straps. Well, well, you know, it's a hazmat load. You got to have straps. I was like, Oh my God. So I happened to have three load locks and, um, like I said, because it was already kind of upset because the load had been sitting there and it was already running late. Yeah. Well, long story short, after he kind of calmed down a little bit, was a little bit nicer to me. He found some straps for him. We got the load strapped in. I used my load locks. That's all. I said I'm ready to roll now. So as uh, I'm pulling out the yard, I look back at that tire that was flat. <laughs> that <an, laughs> That tire is completely wobbling now. Yeah. So I'm like oh my god. So okay. Um, oh, and also, I scaled below there at the facility, and it was like 79000 So I said, oh, okay, I'm all right. So as I'm pulling off the facility, I noticed that tire was wobbling. So, oh, man. So I pulled over to the side. Thank God I was able to be in the cut a little bit. And um, I called Landstar Channel Department, let them know about the tire. Okay, they said they'll send somebody out there. So now by this time, it's like about 8 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. well, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and shut it down here, take my 10 hours here, because they said it would be about four hours before somebody come out. The guy came out there in about three hours, uh, aired up the tires, finally the line was the problem. It wasn't the tires, the line was broken. He aired up the tire for me. Okay, so I get up that next morning, I'm excited, Tire's fixed, I'm ready to roll out. I'm rolling, man, got my music playing and my spiritual music, I'm praising God, enjoying it. I got to the Georgia scale. (laughs) Now, rookie mistake, my fault. Something, Holy Spirit kept telling me, scale the load. Scale the load. 45000 I should have known better. Long story short, pull in there, I get pulled in. As I'm sitting out on the scale, the lady comes out with her measuring tape and all her <laughs> different measurements. I said, it's a wrap. Oh, man. So she comes over and tells me, well, you know you're 2,000 overweight on your um, – on the uh, on the trailer and of course in Georgia you can't slide the tandems mm-hmm. so um so uh so from there um uh she proceeded to ask me a series of questions that <laughs> um like I said this is my first load my first time out with the with the OmniTrack system which I know nothing about she started asking me for my current um logs I'm looking at her, she's looking at me, I'm looking at her, she's looking at me. I'm just, <laughs> And I'm just pushing buttons on this Omnitrack trying to find out her information. Then she asked me to fax her my, my logs. I, once again, I'm new to the Omnitracks. I'm looking at the cheat sheet that Landstar gives us. That is absolutely of no help to me. <laughs> so after her, and she just asked, well... You, and so, of course, she got frustrated. She said, pull over to the side. I'm doing a full inspection on you. Well, oh. when I tell you she did a full inspection, I mean, she tested everything. My windshield wiper fluid. She told me to do everything but bend over and cough. <laughs> and, um, I mean, she checked. Thank God everything checked out except she said, well, you know, I'm taking you out of service. I'm like, wow. Okay, I was like, well, what's the problem? She said, well, your tandem slide is bent. I'm like, okay. So I got out the back of the, you know, the truck, and I went back there to look at it. I got my flashlight. I'm looking, and she said, she said, you don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? I said, I said, I said, I said, I said no, ma'am, I don't. And um anyway, it was the slide. Well it's well anyway, it was been I thought she showed me what it was. <laughs> and of course she's asking me for all this and new drivers, get your paperwork in order. I've always prided myself in having all my paperwork in my little binder ready to present. I had none of the paperwork that she was asking for, or I couldn't find it. Yeah. And oh, oh, it was it was it was very interesting. So, thank God I finally got through it. They came out, fixed the tandem slide, went down to the scale house a couple of miles down, got the load balanced like I should have done in the first place, Mm -hmm. Uh, finally get the load to Leesburg, and um, got that done taken care of. Then my next load, um, I'm sitting there, and I finally got a load going from um, Estaboga, Alabama, going to North Carolina. Yeah. And... It was, was say, I'm new to Landstar, and I missed the red flag. She said, it's a driver assist load. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but
0: this is a great company, but what you have to do is you have to use
1: their trailer, and you take the load to North Carolina, but you have to have their trailer back to them within a week. I'm like, okay. She said, it's a real light load. It's only 8,000 pounds. You know, and the driver says, "All you have to do is pull the freight to the front of the trailer, and they'll take it from there." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Okay, well, it can't be that bad." She said, like, "You know, you just scan it and pull it to the front, and that's it." I'm like, "Okay, well, it's not that bad." Cause I've done the tire load before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I found, I
1: got, I went and picked up the load, and when I tried, and it was, it was furniture and furniture pieces. Yeah, and I tell you, this trailer—it was only eight thousand pounds. But it was full, top to bottom, front to back. I mean, <laughs> when I opened up the trailer door, stuff started falling out.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you
1: know, it is what it is. So I finally get to North Carolina the next day, and I'm driving around. I'm looking for, like, a warehouse, you know, a place that got some docks and, you know, some. I'm supposed to, I'm looking for a place where I can back the trailer in, you know, to a dock or something. Mm-hmm. I'm driving. I'm like, where is this place? So I called him up. And he said, yeah, we see you. You passed by us two times. I'm like, okay. Anyway, I finally pulled up to the spot. It's a standalone store. It's a store. Yeah. And I had to back into the alleyway. And I'm like, okay. And there's three women. So I'm the only male that has to drive assist unloading this full trailer with three women. (laughs) I'm like, oh, okay, it is what it is.
0: Were they bodybuilders? No, 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 no. Oh, buddy.
1: And um okay, four hours later. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, no, and, buddy. And did I tell you and some of the stuff was couches I had to pull down. <laughs> oh you had like twenty, twenty five little pieces that had, it went from those twenty five little pieces of scanning to couches and tables. They had to be pulled off of that trailer oh my Lord! Have mercy! Finally thank God we finally got it done so now i'm trying to find find trying to find a load from North Carolina to get back <laughs> to Alabama so I can get these people their trailers back. This is a Friday ain't nothing going out yeah so, okay I went, so I went down to the truck stop um parked there, and of course, I couldn't find any loads so um um. Oh, uh, I, I, no, I actually, so when I was trying to find a load, um, they informed me that my account was on hold. I'm like, why is my account on hold? They said, well, when you first come to Last Star, there's three courses you have to complete within two weeks. Oh, yeah. So I, I did two of them, and I was going to do the hazmat one when I got home that weekend. Well, um, I didn't get it done, so they had my account on hold, so I went. So when I went to the truck stop, I said, let me go ahead and complete that. So I went ahead and got that done. I still couldn't find the load. So I rise up early Monday morning. I'm trying around, looking for some loads. I found a load and um, called to confirm it. Then the guy says, well, your counter's on hold. I'm like, what do you mean my counter's on hold? I said, I did this, you know. So I called Landstar, and Landstar informed me, well, my counter's on hold because when I got that trailer fixed for the tandem slide, they needed a copy of the receipt. I, I don't have no I don't have anything. Yeah. I'm like, oh man. So long story short, finally, after a couple of hours, got in touch with the company that fixed the trailer. They faxed me over a copy of the receipt, which I in turn scanned and sent to Lance on. So, okay, I'm ready to go now. So I call the guy back and he's like, Well, your account is still on hold. I'm like,
0: What I'm like, what is going on here? At, uh, at, at this time, you need some blood pressure medicine, man. <laughs> uh,
1: so, but 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 mind you, you know I, I thank God for you, man, because now uh, uh, you this. Know, I'm calling El Boogie like, hey, man, <laughs> and, 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 and now, now now y'all know how El Boogie can go. Even he was like, well, wow, wow, bro, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> 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 so you know if. Oh, Boogie don't got nothing to say. You know you up the creek. <laughs> so I said, okay. So I got, finally got in touch with somebody at Landstar, and they said, well, your account on hold because we're missing a, a log from October 1st. I'm like, I wasn't even with you guys on October 1st. I was home. <laughs> oh, they're like, oh, okay, well, just go ahead and write up a log sheet and scan it and send it to us. So, I finally got that done. Um, so after... Over the weekend, all I had was some protein bars and some water. Um, <laughs> boy, you were fast, um, weren't you? <laughs> oh, boy. It, it, it was, it was a, um, a, a, a unplanned fast for that weekend. I <laughs> <laughs> plan on just going to North Carolina, get that trailer back to Alabama, and then go home for the weekend and then roll out again that Monday. So I uh, finally got all this cleared up. I went over to the spot over in um, North Carolina, South Carolina, picked up a load, taken back to Birmingham, Alabama, and then I was able to get these folks their trailer back. in we seized the And then I got my trailer from there, and I went home and just got under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, Lord, I don't. Insist. I was like, Lord, is is, this, is, is, is uh, this what it's all about? But you know what? I'm a praying man. I'm a praying man, and I yeah. know God doesn't put more on us than we can bear. That's right. And and I said, and really, and during this time over the weekend, really, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me. And I know some folks don't believe that, but yes, God does talk Go to me. Go ahead people. and speak, you brother. Speak to them, to them. If you pray, God will speak to your spirit. Because, you know, time people say, something told me, that's the Holy Spirit. Mm. Anyway... The Spirit of the Lord told me clearly, "This is only a test. This is only a test. What I have for you is bigger. You yeah. know, what Satan meant for evil, I'm gonna work it together for your good." Long story short, I uh, went back home, like I said, got under the covers, got in a fetal position with my thumb in my mouth, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I said, "And and now this previous employer that I worked for for seven years is one of is one of the number one." automotive distribution centers in the United States. Yeah. Um, thank God I had favor with them still, you know, I was still in touch with the supervisors there. They knew me and I didn't leave them on bad terms. And um and I know from time to time they outsource to Landstar when they're short drivers. Yeah. So um I just call the supervisors, hey man, I'm working for Landstar now. He's hey what's going on, Tony? I say, Hey, you know, if you ever need a driver, I'm with Landstar now and if anything comes up, you know, just keep me in mind. And he was like, oh, man, Tony, I'm putting you at the top of the list. Man. man. sure enough, that next morning, I got a call to um, pick up a trailer, take it to another spot, and that load paid $2,800.
0: Great. Day in the morning.
1: <laughs> and, boy, and this was in October. And since October to present day, I'm still running for that company, five days a week, home every night, off on weekends
0: man and so there and, is dedicated freight over here
1: yes there is yes there Good, is Google and and move. And, and,
0: uh, and also that that agent that got me that
1: load that went from Savannah to Leesburg that I had all the problems with I'm still in touch with that woman to this day cuz we stayed in touch and she's been a blessing to me cuz she really helped me you know when I was before I got on this dedicated run she was really really helping me you know to find loads and just just helping me
0: and she yeah. was across the crossing agency
1: also, and she was very, very helpful.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also like to – I always tell people, hey, if you're thinking about coming to Land Start, before you even put in your application, go ahead and call 844-899-7919, 844-899-7919, because they will help you through the whole process. Not only are they a recruiting agency – but they're also so big that they have their own agency, and so they have loads. They have uh, freight for uh, teams. They have freight for solos, and plus they can help you get into the door. So make sure you give them a call at eight four four eight nine nine seven nine one nine. As you can as as you can tell, you can hear um, uh, Tony's experience about um, you know how he came on and you know with the agent that really helped him out and still stays in contact with um, her today and uh like i call over there right now somebody will pick up the phone and so they're very very helpful very resourceful they know what they're talking about and i recommend them 100 and you can tell them el boogie sent you
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and she she is so sincere every time i talk i talk to her like maybe once a week uh, the other week and she's like i still see you on that dedicated route she said i am so happy for you I am
0: just so happy because I know what you went through that first week, and so yeah. I'm just so happy for you, man. A lot of times, man, we go we go through things in our life, um, or at you know when we're crossing over at crossroads or whatever. We go through things, and sometimes we feel like we want to throw in a towel. You know, I'm reminded of a story just like when the um, when the children of Israel was coming out of uh, when they was uh, on their way to the promised land. Mm -hmm. and they got out there into the wilderness, and they was like, man, we should have, we should have, did you leave us out here to die? We should have (laughs) just, we should have stayed back there, you know. And sometimes I felt like that, too. Uh, Like, when I first came over, I was like, man, it was hard. It was hard for me, you know, that for those first two weeks, and it's that learning curve, you know. And, you know, if you can get past that learning curve, like, you can be successful. And it was hard for me my first two weeks, maybe three weeks, and I was like... Uh, man, it, you know, I should have stayed where I was at, man. It was easier over there. It wasn't no responsibility. I just hop in the truck. They'll dispatch you. You know, I ain't got to worry about me fixing my truck or nothing happening or anything like that. So, you know, sometimes, you know, when you're coming at a crossroads, when you're coming to another place in your life, you know, it, there, there's going to be some, you know, some trials or tribulations or things that's going to test your faith. But, uh, you got to hold on to the promises of God. And I always tell people that, you know, hold on to the promises of God because the Bible says through faith and patience you shall inherit the promises of God. And that's one thing right there that I've learned to do over the years, have faith and have patience, and it'll work out.
1: Man, brother, let me tell you, that, that experience really at that scale, house. because there's more to it. I just don't want to spend a whole lot of time. There's more other things that did go on. But when it was all said and done, I wouldn't take back that experience for nothing because I tell you what, I know this Omnitrack system now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I know and I got I got all and all the paperwork that I didn't have at that time. I know what I needed now. I, I read it my 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 book. I got all my paperwork in order. I got this army track system down. Also, I I go I go through the scale. I, sometimes I don't get pulled in. I just go in there and just stop. I want them to call me in now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know you comply. You know everything off the chain. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. hey, so uh, can you tell me three things, like, in, in wrapping this thing up, tell me three things that you learned out of your whole experience being here at Landstar, three things that you could tell new drivers that's coming on uh, uh, that you learned through your process and, and you know, we're getting on with Landstar, you know, that first week, you know, just three things that really can stick out and, like, uh, new drivers can be aware of.
1: Well, number one, um, with anything else, just in life period, be patient. It's not going to come – you're not going to, you know – Shoot out the gate, you know, like a cannonball. Yeah, it's, it's a process because you have to learn Landstar's ways. Um, you have to learn, you know, just just you know all the particulars about the various, you know, like like the OmniTrack system. If you haven't done it before, um, so just be patient. Um, um, like my first my first two weeks. Um, my, my check was negative <laughs> and, uh, but you know, but you know, that's all another process, but so just be patient and, um, and really, you know, check, check the lo- you know, get, set up your load alerts, you know, you know, you know, get in that, um, on that load board and just play with it. You may not understand everything, but just play with it and become familiar with it. Yeah. Cause that's the key right there. Like I was blessed to get on with something, but if not, you know you you, you gotta learn that load board because that's that's where your money's at. Yeah. So take the time and learn that load board and just play with it. Um. I uh, see. What? Uh, um. I know I'm gonna think about it when we hang up what I should have said. Yeah. Um. <laughs> and, and also, um, like you said, make relationships. Yeah. Make relationships with the agents. Um. Because you, you never know. You know uh, what? You know, even though they may not have something for you, they may know someone else that has something for you. you yeah. Know? And um, you know, build relationship, and you know, and just just just, just be professional when you talk to people. Yeah. You deal with people, you know, because you never know that one person you you cuss out, and he may he, you never know. Yeah. So like you know, like 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 the old folks say, just treat everybody right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Treat everybody right. And, uh, and also, and also, um, um, and, and once you get past the the uh, the uh, uh, beginning deductions
0: that come at
1: first, the first couple of weeks at Landstar, you know, once you get past all the various deductions like your uh, security system and your OmniTrack system and all the little fees we pay up front, it's smooth sailing from there. It's smooth yeah. sailing.
0: So, yeah, so just be patient. All right. So we got we got we got a brother right here from the Atlanta area that's dedicated, home every night, off on the weekends, mm. and uh, making good money. And so, you know, after your after your first week or two of just, you know, crying and <laughs> getting past the learning curve, you know, up and find him a dedicated route uh, in, in his area where he's able to be home every night and also off on the weekends. So it can be done. And so just want to encourage some people uh, and let you know that, hey, look, if you're looking at coming on the Landstar, i tell you like this right here, uh, you need to go ahead and make that phone call to the crossing agency. That's the same agency we were talking about earlier, 844-899-7919. 844-899-7919. And until next time, Tony, you got anything you got to say?
1: One last thing. Let me. I want to. I want to. I want to um, brag on
0: you a little bit. Okay. This, all right. This, I, I don't mind. I don't this,
1: mind. This, this, this brother, L Boogie. What you see on the YouTube, that's him. But from the first time I called him, well, he called me. I just gave him my number and told him, hey, because I knew, I know because he put his phone number out there, which I thought was crazy. <laughs> I knew his phone was going to be blown up, so I just texted him, hey, brother, when you get a moment, you know, give me a call. I'd like to talk to you. That brother called me back. And um, he was real with me from the very first time when he didn't even know me to overtime. We've talked, you know, a few times every other week or so, and the brother's been the same way. He's been a
0: true encouragement
1: to me, a true blessing to me, man. I really appreciate you, man.
0: Hey, I appreciate you too, man. Uh, uh, sometimes late at night, we, we get together and laugh, you know. Like, we we laugh now no, no. about those stories, but, man, oh. <laughs> during the time, we couldn't laugh about it at all. We just sit there like, Oh, goodness. Lord, help him, please. <laughs> give him some, Lord, give him some strength and some patience. <laughs> give him some grace and some favor, please. <laughs> now I crack myself up, buddy. <laughs> Google it, <and> move. <laughs> I, I can laugh at it now.
1: I can really, really laugh at it now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I appreciate you, man, and you and your time, uh, uh, you know, giving me the time to interview you. And share your experience with uh with some people. And I know a lot of people are gonna be blessed by this interview. And, oh uh, man, I hope so. Yeah, they will, they will, they will. So until next time, man, y'all make sure you like, subscribe, comment on the uh comment on the video, share it with some uh people. Uh make sure you tap that bell on the side of the subscribe button so you can get the notifications. Alright, so one more thing before we get off. Uh let's talk about uh, how your truck been holding up, man? Thank
1: God, my truck has been running well.
0: Um, I I haven't had any
1: major issues with the truck. Thank God, I haven't had any lights come on. Um, uh, but the only thing just recently I found out I have to get a, a water pump.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, but you know I'm gonna have that taken care of. But since since six months in. Um, I haven't had any issues with my truck. And like you, you know, part of my pre-trip is praying over my truck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I got my anoint oil out. I'm, a, I'm slapping anoint oil all over the truck. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, hey, I, I just pray, you know, that God will continue to, you know, sustain the truck, God bind all malfunctions and defects. And I just praise God, you know, that, you know, he'll keep his truck running. And thank God I have not had any major issues at all.
0: Man, that's a blessing, man. But that does
1: not mean you gotta put money aside for when the major issues come up. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. you
0: ha you have to do you have to do preventative maintenance. You can't just be yeah. out here and be like, Lord, keep my truck and you never go do any well, when the last time you change your oil. Well I'm just expecting God to just keep the truck. Well <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, brother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you gotta yeah, I... do preventative maintenance, change the oil and stuff like that right there. But uh uh you know, I'm not uh, I'm not trying to have no engine overhaul. <laughs> no, no, yeah, dude. And, and a and new you know, transmission. Right, just,
1: just 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 do the little things, you know, the the little things to, to prevent major things.
0: Yeah, you know. do the little things to prevent major things. And plus plus, keep, you know, start building up your maintenance account. Yes, yes. Uh so that if something happens, if you if something needs to go uh if something needs to get fixed, you can get it fixed without having to go out of business. You don't wanna to have to be to the point to where, hey man, I got a uh, uh I got a flat tire and it just happened to be a nailing tire, but you have no money to get it fixed. Now you're out of business because <laughs> because of of a, a hundred dollar patch for job, pat uh patch repair job. So yeah man, maintenance is very important. Uh preventative maintenance is very important. Um uh, yeah. you know Lord always gives give us wisdom to be able to uh you know, live life and everything, so, yeah, man, so, I mean, y'all make sure you like, subscribe, comment on the, uh, comment on the video, share it with some, uh, people, uh, make sure you tap that bell on the side of the subscribe button so you can get the notifications, and, uh, guess what, I'll see you at the top, because the bottom is too crowded, and you know what, I like my space, holla at your boy when you see me in the streets, El <laughs> Boogie, signing out in the Night Rider, right? holla,
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm alive, awake, feeling great. This is the 56th day of 365 days of motivation. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, we are gearing up for a very lively conversation with the author, uh, the minister of the gospel. He's an entrepreneur, father, husband, all of that good stuff. Uh, he goes by the name of Larry Cothran. And this is going to be probably the second, maybe the second uh, interview so far, but there's definitely uh, <clears throat> been a promotion. We've done uh, We've been promoting these things for some time uh, promoting other books. I'm on book number 13, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm on book 13 or read book 13, working on 14, 15, and 16 all to get simultaneously. Because what I do is when one, you know, I'll I'll read one and then once I've exhausted it because there's so much information, I'll pick up another one that tends to be more uh, leisure reading and then I've got another one that I read on my phone. So like I said, uh, this year's Revenge of the Nerds, you know, we are, the nerds are back on the scene and I'm glad to say that. So we're going to bring Larry in um, and have him uh, come on and talk to you guys about the book and you will get um should be very exciting. Hey man um it, it's uh,
0: it's awesome that you're on with us uh so are you headed back from Ohio? Well actually I'm in, I'm in Ohio right now I'm going to uh, uh I gotta pick up in another area of another location of Ohio then I gotta go to North Carolina.
2: Okay that's awesome. So so what I did want to bring out if you, you notice my title today was not your book title because I'll let you get into it, but my title is "Surviving Social Institutions." Tell us about the book.
0: Oh, okay. All right. So the book, uh, the inspiration for, from the for the book came from uh, you know me just talking to different uh, educators, administrators, and you know when I would go to the school I would hear I would hear the different excuses that the kids had uh, for why they couldn't be successful in life for why they kept getting in trouble. And I said, you know what, let me go ahead and, um, let me go ahead and write, write the book, write and share my story. And so if I can share my story with them, maybe that will encourage them to be better. Maybe that will give them some encouragement, some motivation to say, you know what, if he done been through it, I know I can, I, I can go through it and come out and be successful also. And so I became successful at the age of 16 when I gave my life to Christ. And so everything else became, everything else just fell into place after that.
2: Okay, great. Hey, can you hear me at all now? Is it breaking up
0: still? You say what? Bit.
2: Can you hear me, or is it breaking up
0: on your end? It's break, it's breaking up or something.
2: Okay. All right, all right. So, so let, so let me give you, let me give my side. Um, I remember when I met Larry, he was playing drums. Uh, probably playing drums for All About Jesus. And uh, like we talked about before, he was not that really good of a drummer at that time. And uh, I'm not sure if he can hear me. He, he probably won't hear me, but I told him before, at the time he was playing, he was just a, a I guess what I would call an average drummer. And then somewhere overnight, it looked like his talent just skyrocketed or went to another level. And I was so impressed with that. Um, that I I mean, I I was not, it it wasn't to the point where I feel like I needed to follow a story because I just assumed, you know, he's just an average kid from around the way uh, who just happened to have a great talent that he identified with his talent was. However, uh, to read this book, uh, let me know that there's a whole bunch more going on in people's lives. And uh, I think, I mean, I think it is a must read. Uh, You've got to get the book. It's called More Than Conquerors. And in it, I, I want to I want you to talk a little bit about your the influence like inside of, uh, like home life. You said what? I want you to talk about home life, your home life during those years when you were making that come that come up.
0: Oh, talk about my home life?
2: Yes, like coming up. Like what was it like when you go what what makes you identify with a student who is coming from a low income area, dysfunctional uh, they that's struggling and using excuse using that as an excuse for not you know, for not doing well.
0: Okay. All right, well first of all, man, my, my home life wasn't the best my home life was not the best home life. Okay. My home life was it consisted of us, you know, uh, my mom uh, worked at Bojangles, worked at Checkers and you know, and sometime it wasn't at the same time and so you know my dad was on drugs and it was it was hard you know growing up with the roaches and the rats we living in the projects you know and so um and then like with me shoot i did i was you know i used to be a bad weather so i didn't i didn't stop peeing in the bed till i was like 12 or 13 years old i was still in i was in middle school still peeing in the bed and yeah. so like my my self-esteem was like down in the dumps man and you know i seen my mom i saw my mom um, and my dad try to commit suicide i've seen my mom and my dad locked up for, uh locked up in the uh, mental institution you know and you know seen my dad many a times try to go to he went to uh rehab and everything like that so you know it wasn't the best it wasn't the best times um and i wouldn't wish that upon nobody because there was so much uh uh, instability and, you know, unstableness and everything like that, man, it, it was to the point where, you know, I was trying to get out as fast as I could, you know, and get yeah. away from all of that.
2: Right. Um, I, I guess as a as a teacher, I've always had a problem when I, when I stand around with other teachers and they talk about a wish doom on a child or say, or make statements like, Well, we know where that kid's gonna go. He's either going to the grave, or he's going to uh, juvie, or he's going to prison. They would put that on an individual. Um, I'm I'm saying, I I just have a question for you, is uh, going through school, do you remember a one particular teacher who you felt like really, really cared, uh, and and their name sticks out to you
0: even today? Okay, a teacher that really cared? Yeah. Okay, I would say, Uh, One of the teachers that really cared about me, uh, he was actually my gym teacher, and I didn't feel like I really had that love and that support until he came along, and he was able to bring something out of me, and he don't even know this, but, um, and I still plan on talking to him, but because it was football season, you know, I knew it was going to be hard, you know, because he's a coach, but uh, I don't know if you know him or not, but his name is Franco Perkins. That's my guy with,
2: I graduated with Franco. Huh? I graduated with him.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Franco Perkins was the teacher. He believed in me, man. And, you know, I know I got on his nerves. I know he, I know, <laughs> you know, I put him through some crazy stuff, man. And he would be like, man, quit being a knucklehead and everything like that. But why you want to do that, lad? You know, and it was like, it was, he would, he would, Uh, he was one of the teachers that, you know, that made me feel like I was somebody you know he even introduced me to track and field you know i was so man i was so doing everything else and in the street all the time he uh when i first went out and uh uh he first started teaching at rome he was like larry you should think about running track and i was like huh like how do you do that like what you you know all i knew i just wanted to race he was like man yeah. what you think about running track and i was like cool um uh, you know so i got out there and i uh I started running track, and he was my track coach, he was my gym teacher, and then for football, he would come to my house sometime, pick me up, uh, and drop uh, well drop us off when we had them, like, three or days or whatever, and so he was very influential in my life, you know, telling me different things, and, you know, uh, and he don't even know, but, you know, he was the first teacher ever, you know, that I think... Like, really believed in me, man, because, you know, I mean, I, in seventh grade, man, I got kicked out of school for bringing wow. a weapon to school. And so, and I had to fail the seventh grade, got sent out, of, got sent to alternative school. And so with me going through all of that, you know, I felt like Coach Perkins uh, gave me a fresh start. You know what I'm saying? Wow. He he, did, he didn't know all that stuff about me. And he looked at me like, hey, this is just a kid that needs some help.
2: Yeah. You know his uh, his family is one of the most outstanding families I think I've ever met in my life. Uh, yeah. Straight up, his I mean even back to his mom, dad, his sister. I think he's got three brothers. Uh, that that is one of the most outstanding families I, I've ever met in my life. And um, and 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 going and, and even through high school, he just just. Uh, I won't say quiet, but very extremely athletic, but great dude. You know, somebody that you want to keep in contact with. And when I knew he was back in the school system, I just thought that that was a, a wonderful thing because uh, like you said, like, I, I mean, who would have known that he would have bumped into someone that I would have known and, uh, and and been able to influence it or, or cause him to want to go forward Now, there was, a, there was a situation that I wanted to talk a lot about um, which will lead us into the topic um so we definitely want to get the book out once we get off i did not get a chance to put the link if someone has the link to the book the amazon link if they were posted if not i can do it when we get off because the book i think it's someone in here put that it was a one of the best books i've read hands down i i'm i'm going i'm in that too i'm in that number it is one of the book best books i've ever read let alone this year solid solid uh I, I like the end i like the way it ends yeah uh, and the fact and the fact that the story is still being told but but it's the count the, the situation with the counselor i really want to bring that out because i think that opens up it opens up that's our segue into uh the uh about uh about jesus that's the segue the counselor's words versus what you actually lived out. Okay, say that. Say that one more time. You- yeah. Talk talk about the counselor. The situation
0: with the counselor. Okay, the counselor. Okay, all right. So, uh, man, you know, I, when it was time for me to take my SATs and my right. ACTs, man, I bombed those things. I mean, they, they were straight horrible. I mean, I had horrible, I had horrible scores and stuff like that. Uh, and I took the SAT two times, took the ACT one time. When I went back to take the A- SAT. Um, you know, my score was a little bit better, um, but it wasn't all that much better. It was still, you know, what it was. And so I went to, uh, and so I went to, uh, to the counselor to, you know, find out what can I do and what, what should I be able to do, you know, with the scores that I have and everything like that. And so I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm walking to the counselor. They don't call my name. I got my appointment set and everything. I'm walking to the counselor's office, and, and as I'm walking to the counselor's office, uh, uh, you know, my heart is racing. So I'm sitting in there, and they say, "Hold on for a minute. You know, she'll be right with you." So I get in there, and uh, you know, I'm just thinking, like, man, she probably gonna tell me I'm about to be like a doctor or a lawyer or something like that. I'm like, man, pediatrician or you know, some big name that. I <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. That right, I really right.
0: don't even. Uh, I get in there and she says, uh, you know, based on your scores or whatever, she was like, uh, I'm gonna read a list of things that you can, you know, that you can strive to be, you know, when you graduate. So I was like, cool. So I'm sitting there, my heart just racing, boom, 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 boom. And so she starts out. She said, you could be, uh, um, you could be a cook at a restaurant. And I was like, okay. And then she was like, you know, you could be a, you could be a bus driver. I was like, okay. And nothing is wrong with being a cook at a restaurant. Nothing is wrong with being a bus driver. But that's not what I seen for my life. That's and I was, awesome. I was very disappointed. So I, I left out of there, man. And I was like, and she kept on saying different other things. You know, you could be a dishwasher. You know, I was like. Man, I left out of there and I was so broken, I was so hurt, it seemed like I was moving at like snail pace. And I'm just like, uh, you know, man, I got back to the room I got back to the room, you know, and I'm usually beating on the desk and stuff like that, and you know, Joy for telling jokes and stuff. I ain't say nothing. You know, then it was time to go home. I sat on the bus just looking out the window just like like depressed, you know, because I'm trying to figure out like what in the world, like why did I go to school? Like right. I, 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 I seen the shape that my mom and my dad was in. You know, my dad worked at Miss Winters for for a while. You know, and man, we were barely making it. You know, and so it's like, man, I'm I'm seeing all this stuff, and, and she's telling me this, and I'm, and I'm thinking, man, if I start driving a bus, I know everybody gonna be cracking on me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, shoot, man, this is not what I look, what like what I looked at as being a, as being a um. Uh, you know, high school graduate, graduate or whatever. So, right. man, I went home, and, man, I was just down in the dumps. And then I had called my mentors, um, Pastor Madia and Pastor Eric, mm-hmm. Him, and uh, more specifically Pastor Madia, because she used to always be on me, telling me, Larry, I don't want to hear it. You a man <laughs> of faith. You don't, yeah. you, I don't wanna, it don't matter what you look at, what, what it look like. And my cousin Manfred used to tell me all the time, he'd be like, Larry, man, you so blessed. And I'd be like, how? You know, <laughs> I was like, I gotta be like, like, it, like before, uh, before Kanye West said that to Sway, I was saying that to, to, to Manfred. <laughs> how, <I'm>
2: Manfred? <laughs> how?
0: How am I blessed? I'm living in the projects. What do you yeah, mean yeah. I'm blessed? Like, I don't have any money. All my friends got cars. ain't got no car. You know, nice. all my friends got this, that and the other. I ain't got nothing. You know? And so I'm sitting there like, man, like, what in the world? And so she she used to always tell me, Larry, I don't want to hear it. She was like, Are you gonna listen to what that counselor tell you or are you gonna believe the report of the Lord and believe and believe that no matter what you what somebody tell you that you can be uh, more successful at anything, that you're uh you can be more successful, you know, at whatever you wanna do. And um, and so what I so what I did was I chose to make a decision, and I chose to make a conscious decision to say, you know what, I'm not gonna listen to what the counselor say, you know. And it took I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say that I that I changed my mind like in two seconds because it took it took a lot in me because I'm I'm sitting over here battling with the fact of hey she done told me this lady done told me that I can be a bus driver and a dishwasher. Right. And and uh, now I'm sitting over here like, man, I'm a bus I'm gonna I'm gonna be a bus driver and a dishwasher and I'm thinking I'm battling with the fact of okay, she knows what she's talking about because she's been here before and, and you know, she got all the you know, she got all the statistics and everything like that. So she knows she's talking about, so why would I even go against that? Wow. And so man. From, from And from that right there, you want me to tell the end of it?
2: Yeah, I, I do.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so um, you know, make a long story short, you know, last year, well, two years ago, I was sitting and I was on my way. I had just got my first load uh, with the company um, currently leased onto, and, um, and, uh it hit me while I was down in Laredo, Texas, and I called my friend, uh, Philip Edge, and he was, and I, had, I had told him, I said, "Hey, man, I said the Lord just let me remember something." I said, "I was, I remember what the counselor told me when I was, when I was uh in high school, and I got so depressed at what, what the counselor told me, and she told me that I could be a dishwasher, and work at a restaurant, and uh." And she told me that I could be a bus driver. I said, man, fast forward to right now. Do you know that I don't own the restaurant and that I have a trucking company right now?
2: Uh-huh. And so fast it's basically, forward. the yeah, <laughs> fast forward.
0: forward, like I don't have I, I done had a restaurant and a trucking, and I got a trucking company right now
2: yeah like yeah. what in the world <laughs>
0: like that like the Lords is like turned this thing around like three sixty and well one eighty and the the same direction, you know, I thank God for her because <laughs> she actually spoke in the direction where I was going to, and I didn't even know it, you know what I'm saying yeah but it, you know that's how I looked at it you know i i i I had to choose to take a different you know perception on the whole thing perspective nice. on the whole thing, so
2: you're nice. You're nice. Her words were trash. You know, as as a as a as a teacher, that's those words are trash. Uh, but let, let me get back to the name. You you did some heavy name dropping. Uh, you dropped Eric Mosley, Pastor Eric Mosley, Pastor Media Mosley. You dropped some heavy names, brother. You you had a solid team. You know what I mean? You had a solid team with you. Um yeah. Speaking into your life and believing God on that level. Philip Edge, you you got I mean Philip and Carrie Edge, like that whole you, you just dropped some heavy names. Like you you're surrounded by faith walkers and, and one thing that people cannot do is we can never measure you can never measure an individual's will when it's connected or it's in sync with the will of God. Ever. Okay, so so uh so I was in it can, can you hear me? Jesus. All right, so let me jump yeah, on. Yeah, this. Can... So as an educator, I think that those words that were given to you were trash. They were just as trash as a false prophet speaking over someone. Like, like to take a book, you know what I'm saying? I could have took a freaking book and said, based on a score, this is what you're gonna do. Um, like, like for me, I'm glad I only took. I took the SAT once. My score was trash, but I. I but what with my yeah. ignorance. It was not enough to keep me from applying to school still. I just was ignorant. And I was just going off of what I saw everybody else doing. But her word, those, those words to you, were not, not only were they trash, but they were an indication of how you cannot measure the human will when it sinks and gets in line with the will of God. When those two meet and, and they meet yeah. and his will dominates your will, then you own a trucking company. Then you own a restaurant. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's why the book, like, people really got to get a yeah. book because that for them to not know and you to still be smiling and joking, Larry, uh, when people don't know that. Oh, my goodness, man. I, I just think. And again, too. Uh, so today I, I titled this "The Surviving Social Institutions because you, you survived family, the dysfunction of family. You survived it. You survive religion because think about the amount of times you were told, name and claim it. Um, you were, you know it was a lot that you have heard, seen, coming up religious-wise. But at some point, you walked it out on your own. Uh, religion tells us how yeah. bad we are and how wrong we are. But when you step over into relationship, then Jesus provides the solution. You know, he says, uh, Paul says, you know, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? And then at the end, he said, I thank God. <laughs> That is through the work, the finished work of Jesus Christ, uh, that you you overcame all of this uh, of the dysfunction. You survived economics. Yeah. You survived the economic institution because you took it upon yourself to step out on faith and begin a company, uh, multiple companies, and multiple companies to come. God's feeding you the information. You overcame uh, education, where that that's supposed to be that like people put all of their confidence in school. Parents never go to the school to see about a child. They just take the kids' word. Mom, I'm doing okay. I don't have homework. The school and the parent are supposed to be a team. We're supposed to tag team. I'm supposed to be able to uh, message someone and say, hey, your kid's acting a fool up here. Get up here and whoop his end. I'm supposed to be able to reach out and they trust that we're <laughs> together like that. You survived the government, Larry. Yeah. You survived the government. You you know yeah. what it is. What it's supposed to do, it's supposed to protect your freedom to earn a living, and it is doing just that for you because again, you know, you survived the school, now you got a business, and you're building an inheritance for your children. So I'm applauding you today, brother. (laughs) I'm applauding you, man. Yeah, I'm applauding. Uh so the link to the book, uh, no one's tagged it yet, but when we get through i'm gonna put it in there i'm i'm gonna put the tag in okay um, it is a book it, it is necessary please if you are uh an avid reader i never have been that is why my new my new push is this year 2019 is revenge of the nerds it's like that used to that wasn't popular years ago but people who have information i could take you could take stuff from people but when you are informed you can't take that away. You can't take my information away from me. But you can take, you can take some stuff yeah. from me. You can repo things, you can take all that. But if you give me information, I won't ever have to worry about any of that. So I I've, I've got a really big push um on on reading. And I think if a person wants to wants to start themselves off with a good book, Yours was my first book of the year. It has absolutely set the tone for all the books that I'm currently reading. Absolutely fantastic, right, Yeah. So, so we're, we're so we're gonna get. Uh, I'm I'm gonna come back in and get a link to the book, and uh, I'm just hoping that everybody gets a chance to order that book online. Um, it, this this is a guy that I I, I definitely call a friend, um, and it's crazy how. Uh, so the book is available on Amazon. If you're in the room. Wrong- I believe Larry does keep those books with him, but you can't, you can get the book on amazon.com and in, in about two minutes, once we get off of here, I'm going to uh, take the link and put the link in here. And, and then if you guys click on that link, you can order. If you got Amazon prime, it'll come in like two or three days. So, uh, I'll make sure, but I'll get him on right quick. There it is. Thank you. I'm going to pin this. I'm going to pin that statement there. And if you click that link, that link is to the book. But the the tricky thing about these uh, about online is I always feel like we get interference when you when you hit the right place. When you hit the right place or you're in the right when you're in the right zone, there's always uh, some interference because it is somebody's going to be freed by the by that story. Uh, They're going to they're going to stop looking at an individual's the way they behave and saying that based on the way you're behaving, here's your future. That is so wrong. (laughs) That is not the way this works. Um okay so so I was just saying that the resistance is because we've apparently tapped some area that's going to be life changing so we keep getting interference <laughs> but it's yeah. all good. so so the link so the link is pinned the the link is pinned but but I was okay. but I was saying this um the this particular the, the book when you get books like this that are that are informed, it's a, it's an easy read it, it is easy to get caught in the story because you're you're rooting for an individual. If they don't know you, they wouldn't know it was a happy end. They'd be reading like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Like, I had a couple of moments where I was walking around getting ready to go to church with the book in my hand, and my wife was like, what are you doing? I was like, I, this book is just great. Like, I thought I knew this guy. and I had no idea, man. Changed my whole life. Yeah. I just thought you were a dude that like joking all the time. I had no idea that you were trying <laughs> to laugh to keep from crying.
0: Yeah, and you it. know, you know, man, I always tell people like this right here. Like, I used to joke around and stuff like that, and I still do joke around. But for the most part, man, I, you know, before, before all the joking and stuff like that, I really used to be a hateful, unforgiving mm-hmm. individual. Oh wow! You know, and um. Like my daddy used to call me, he was like, Boy, I don't know where you get this from, but you are a cold hearted individual. Really? <laughs> he used to tell me when I was a child, man. Wow. And I and I used to be, you know, just a cold hearted individual and just oh, didn't care oh. and just so numb, you know, and it took it took uh it took Christ to be able to come in and change my life and stuff like that and, and you know, like you never know what an individual is going through Ever. and how it affects them, you know, when they're going through whatever they're going through. Wow. So I encourage you to, you know, get the book. I encourage you to, uh, you know, uh, get the, uh, to hear my story because, you know, there's a lot of I had to I had to really expose some things that in my life. And in my family's life that I went through to be able to get my story across, right? You know what I'm saying? And I talked to my mom, I talked to my dad, you know what I'm saying? And they read the book, and my my mom, my mom was like, "Larry, I'm so sorry, yeah. I don't I told him, "I said, Mama, that's over and done with. That's in the past." Right. And and um, you know, I've uh, we're we're walking in more love. I used like things that I I, I tell people like this right here, man. I used to hate my mom, yeah, like. Who do you know that hate their mother? Like I didn't, I couldn't stand being around her. I hated her. Wow. And my and, uh, Pastor media used to always tell you, like, uh, Larry, that is not normal. And you know, sometimes when you're in something, you don't know what uh, normality is. That's right. You know what I'm saying? That's... When you when you've been going through something for so long, and and you just been accustomed to that, and accustomed to the area that you're living in, and accustomed to the culture that you're in, you think that whatever you're in is normality, but it's not normal. You know, and I hated my parents, you know, and I hated my, I hated my mom more than I hated my dad. And my dad was doing more stuff to me than my mom was. Yeah. Yeah. But I just didn't understand, you know? And so, uh, you know, I, I, I exposed some things in my family's life and, um, you know, with their permission and right now you know just walking in forgiveness like total forgiveness man like i hold no grudges against them mm-hmm. you know i think i think they made me the man that i am today because you know without my moms without my mom's work ethic and and willpower and determination i wouldn't be the man i am today without my dad's work ethic and and willpower and determination i wouldn't be the man that i am today and man i'm walking in so much love so much forgiveness and i think i talk i talk to them more now uh than i did when i was in college you know because in that in that time you know i was still trying to get over certain things you know but i thank god that i don't have a problem dealing with, you know, unforgiveness and holding grudges and stuff like that, you know. Uh, but, man, the story is amazing. You're going to find out different things about me that you never thought you knew. I mean, that you never thought I would have, you know, went through. But, you know, I'm an overcomer. I'm more than a conqueror. Yeah. And you can learn to become more than a conqueror, too, and become an overcomer, too. Or if you know somebody who wants to become a, a, a more than a conqueror, or you can see, like, I, like, my goal is, man, to get these books into the kids uh, into the kids' hands, into the teenagers' hands, to give them hope. Right,
2: yeah, right. You know,
0: to give them, to 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 let them know. Hey, look, you don't have to gang bang, and you don't have to, you know, sell drugs and do what you're doing right now to be able to, you know, to be able to be successful in life. Right. You know, there you can do more and be more. You can be more right now. You see what I'm saying? You don't have to wait till you get to college to be successful.
2: Right. That, yeah, you can you be know.
0: successful right now.
2: That's right. That's right. We're definitely I was, It's that.
0: quiet in this Methodist church right now. Yeah, yeah man. it's quiet. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
2: that is that is definitely right, man. You you know you I, I don't we are actually taught in school how to be good employees, but we're not necessarily taught to be employers. We are taught to fear yeah. we're taught to fear the responsibility of being a business owner. We, they so they tell you. You be careful. Now, you know you got to take all the responsibility. If it fall, it fold, it's on you. So what? Yeah. What if I dictated my own hours? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What if I dictated my own my own schedule and all those things? So, yeah. uh, so the story is awesome. I have to make mention of this, Larry, for all of my people on here that went to a and Larry, y'all know this is God because Larry went to Alabama Stank uh, University. <laughs> he, yeah. went to, he went to <laughs> Alabama Stank. He didn't know, y'all. He didn't. <laughs> and when you told me hey. that, I had no idea that you went to Mon- went to Montgomery, man. I, I, Larry, I'm telling you, I did not know the story. That is why I couldn't put it down. And yeah, when you get ready to do the um the book signings, I, man, it just just a suggestion because it's such a good doggone story. Is that if you when you get ready to do your book signings, that you also okay. follow up with some kind of books and coffee. Like where you serve the people coffee and y'all sit around and talk about it like it is a scholarly type of document. You know, like that's a good idea, man. Like put it together because it, it it's gonna like these dysfunctions that you dealt with, people people I, I hear this, they mingle, they say, No, we don't think the issue is a color issue, it's a socioeconomic. That is the new catchphrase to try to ignore the cultural differences from, say, the pro- the, like the PJs, where you grew up in the project, that's a different type of poverty and situation than than somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. and I hear people say, it, it sounds good to say that because it sounds like we've said something that's just all educational. Man, that that's bull crap. It is more than just socioeconomic. There is a different struggle for African-American that's, that is struggling with poverty situations. I'm sorry. Yeah. Now, even... Even if a if a child is dealing with, like, say, their parents are are using drugs and they're giving and, and all the things that go around along with that, in in a let's say in a white community, it, it is still a, a greater challenge to dig up out of the uh, all of the stereotypes that surround uh, people who come from certain uh, areas. I mean, it happens now. We look at we look at zip codes and we know where a child is from, and it automatically you, you your mind start to have to wrestle with how that child could be based on their zip code where they live. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, when you get ready to do it, uh, do it, let, yeah. Do a sit down where people can hear you talk about this more than just yeah. sign the book and, you know, and hug and take uh, pictures. Yeah. Sit, sit down <laughs> and let them hear you. Because when I read the book, I read it with your voice in my mind because I knew, yeah. you. you know am saying? Everybody don't know you. So they're reading with their own voice in mind, or how they think you are. But I read it. I read yeah. your voice, that same pitch, that same energy. I read it just like you, like the way you talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like and, and I want to touch on something else, man. You talk. You talked about, uh, you know, there's nothing w- wrong with, you know, there, there's uh, nothing wrong with owning your own business. And you're right, man. There's nothing wrong with owning your own business. I tell people like this right here. There's nothing wrong with apprenticeship. Before ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you need to be able to, you, you need to go work a job for somebody for maybe a year to learn how systems work. That's right. You know what I'm saying? And how, and how you know, how to treat people and what customer service is and different things. You need to have your foot in there, but don't make that, uh, don't make that the life that you have to live. You know, like when I was coming up, man, my daddy used to say, boy, your granddad worked down there at the mill for 30 years. And, yeah. You know, if you can get one of them old good paying jobs that One of these places, man, get that insurance, stay there for 30 years, man. Man, that right there, I can't do that. That'll make me throw up. (laughs) I got the same paycheck every day, every week. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I want more. You know what I'm saying?
2: Absolutely.
0: I, I mean, nothing is wrong with that, but I want more. And there is so much. You, I can't depend on somebody else, uh, another job or something, no. to be able to uh, take care of me for the next thirty years, especially with people selling out and yeah. you know jobs closing down and stuff. You know, I just I just can't depend on it. No, you gotta and make it. Way you was talking about school also. Yeah, I went to I went to Alabama State for a year and transferred, then went to Jacksonville State. Yeah, and so I, I um, uh, good I decision. Had a double major. I had. <laughs> I had a double major. I, I majored in criminal justice and I majored in forensic science and I had a ma- and I had a minor in music. Wow. And I finished in three years. And I didn't finish I didn't I didn't I didn't um I didn't graduate, I just finished. <laughs> I just decided I was finished. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I didn't graduate, I, I just decided I was finished, man. Hey,
2: I might use that.
0: <laughs> I
2: went to school, I finished it too, but I ain't graduated till like 13. <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Yeah, God is good. God is yeah, good. He is. It's a, it's a definite story mercy, grace, grace and mercy. And uh and so even, you know, I've noticed that a lot of people are wrestling with like they're wrestling with their faith now because they when they look back on it all, they have a hard mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. seeing God in it all but the sheer fact that we're able to survive it that you live through it to tell the story is is a sign that God's hand was on your life because look at all of the situations or all of the times that you could have easily made a bad decision and died been cut off in the midst of it all we've seen um I often talk about a lot by the time I got immune when I when we moved to South Rome I got immune to gunshots when I first got there I was the one ducking and running all the time. They were like, man, quit being so scary. I was like, man, that was a gun, you know. <laughs> and every time I saw a gun, I didn't want to touch them. I didn't want to be around them. And every time I heard a pop, I was ducking. They were like, dude, quit being so scary. I'm like, man, I like life. You know, I, I love life. But, but then I, after so long, I got immune to it. And for a person who doesn't grow up in that, to know that, you know, and, and I know they think about Rome as being small. Ain't nothing happening in Rome. I see. I know a lot of folks that died in Rome, and it was it. it was accidental shootings. Some of them were not accidental. There was a lot we saw there that could have easily caused. You know, we could that some of us could have PTSD. You know, we could have been going through trauma uh, because of what we saw and the number of bodies we saw when people were leaving here. Uh, but the grace of God the grace of God is sufficient. Yeah. yeah it's real. So, yeah, man, uh, I'm going to, you, you let me know whatever I can do, um, even going coming going forward, because I really would like to uh, hear this, uh, see the live, you know, when you're doing your book signings and all that. I'm, I'm committed this year to support everybody I know that is doing great things. I just want to be a support. I feel like it's my quickest way to the top is make sure everyone else gets there. So we're going to get behind you and push you the best that we possibly can.
0: Yeah, and that's what I said too, man. This year, I want to make sure that I'm pushing other people and supporting other people more, pushing pushing the vision uh, of uh, other people and helping people get to their destiny and everything. And, uh, you know, I know with me doing that, mine will come, like, right along. And, you know, uh, it, it, I'll be prosperous, you know. Same way, and let me let me share let me share a little bit about what I want to uh, where I want to take this to. You know, I just don't want this to be a book. Yeah, yeah you know, right. I don't want this to be something where, hey, look, you know, Lair wrote a book. Hey, 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 hey you know, Lair wrote a book. Hey, Lair wrote a book. Hey, you know, Larry wrote a book. Hey, Lair wrote a book. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be where, well, hey, people just talk about Lair wrote a book. I want it to. I want to go to schools. Like, mm-hmm. this, is, this is my passion. I want to be able to go to the school. I want to be able to go to schools. I want to be able to go to group homes, YDC prison, uh, the jails, uh, uh, wherever it may be, youth groups. I want to be able to go into these schools and be able to talk to these people, mentor these people, give people chances. Right. And I want to be able to give my book out to them. You know, yeah. a lot of places that I really want mm-hmm. to go, I want to go to the hardest places in the u.s yeah you know a lot of people say or, you know a lot of people you know they're saved and been saved for a while is that man god sending you to the nations well i don't well god ain't told me he's sending me to the nation yeah, yeah. but I, I know i'm going to the u.s yeah yeah you know <laughs> <laughs> i know he done gave me the assignment to the u.s yeah, absolutely. he ain't told me about the nation yeah yeah but i, I want to go to the worst neighborhoods i want to go to chicago i want to go to um i want to go to um L.A. and, you know, Compton, and, you know, I want to go to the worst of the worst places and, and be able to give these people hope, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of times, people ain't finna listen to just know anybody, that's but right. they will mm-hmm. listen to somebody mm-hmm. who done been in their shoes before, Absolutely. you know, and that's why I can go to, that's why I can go and I can speak to that child that wanted to kill herself, or, or, or the child is dealing with suicide or depression, or the the child is being bullied because I've been bullied. Right. The child that deals with a with an internal problem like wet in the bed, because.
2: I- oh. that I told you. Whenever we are in the zone, whenever we're in the zone, this keeps happening only because we're in the zone. When you start to touch some areas uh, that people need to hear, that, that's, that's that's what that is. But just hang in there. We go. We, I'm, I want him to get all of this off. All right, so Larry's coming back in. The resistance, hey, the resistance is real because you keep tapping these areas. <laughs> you keep disrupting you when you disrupt darkness, he try to use this stuff to get in the way. But but yeah, continue where you were.
0: Yeah, so going to going into uh going into the worst of the worst places, man, and just uh and just going and you know, speaking to these people because you know, like I was saying before, I I used to be I, I was one of I don't I don't dealt with depression. I don't dealt with suicide, and I've overcame both of them. You yeah. know, um, I've dealt with um, I've dealt with you know low self esteem because you know I was a bed You know, my cousin and they used to call me Mister Peabody. You know, <laughs> yeah, 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 and that's something right there. I tell people, go ahead, you can laugh at it. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I'm over it now. Right, right, right. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? But they used to call me Mister Peabody, yeah. and um, you know, so I can you know I can deal with the individual who been out there on the street. Selling dope because I was selling dope. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I I started selling drugs in the fifth grade and stopped when I was in the ninth grade. And wow. I started out selling marijuana. And when I moved to uh, when I moved to North Rome, I moved to North Rome. And there was an individual uh, when I was in seventh grade. Okay, there was an individual who was a grade uh, lower than me, who who taught me how to sell dope. And wouldn't even give me the dope. He told me, he said, look, Larry, what I'm going to do, he said, I'm going to let you peep game first. I'm not going to give you none of this because you'll end up getting yourself locked up or something. So he he let me peep game for about a month. And after he let me, you know, look at him and everything, I was selling my own stuff. You see what I'm saying? Now, we're talking about sixth and seventh graders, okay, that's doing this. Yeah. And so, and I took my money that I was making from the church. My drawing money that I'll make it from the church. <laughs> and yeah, that's how
2: yeah. I started. Yeah. The Lord funded your ministry.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: he He took the money. Qui- hey,
0: he's quiet in this Presbyterian
2: <laughs> church. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, man. Oh, buddy. Yeah the out right there trapping like the
0: narcos.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, but but the but the message is still is so powerful even with the the whole turning it around to go full-fledged legit like the way you are going hard now business-wise for your family it's crazy. It is it's something that your kids never would have believed except you put it in a book. Your own children wouldn't wouldn't even believe it if it wasn't written down that this is what dad went through. They wouldn't believe it because they don't see any of that now. None yeah. of you know you just a told like I said when I met you and this is a part you didn't hear, hear earlier because we had talked about before, you were an average drummer who was trying to clutch. Like, oh, yeah. like, like <laughs> he'd be playing the drums and keep trying to the whole time and just <laughs> and, 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 and like, dude, it looked like weeks later, a month later, you were on some whole other level. And I was like, oh my God, what the crap is in the water wherever he lives to make him snap overnight and become phenomenal? But it just was what God had. I mean, it's, it was your gift. Yeah. So, but the turning.
0: And I would tell, I would, I would go out to, cause uh, I would go out to say this right here on the limb. When I, I remember when I was when I was doing that and when I was playing, and I was in the eighth grade, mm-hmm. and uh, playing for uh, color connection. Okay. And when I was playing for color connection at Rome High School, um. Uh, I had one up there, man, and I was still battling, man. Battling my mind. I kept getting in trouble. It seemed like trouble followed me everywhere I would go. You know, and we had a color connection concert. And man, I think the week before we had that color connection concert, I started to learn how to clutch. Uh-huh. And I was like, man, I was doing it on fast songs, slow songs, and everything. <laughs> <laughs> doing it everything. Hey, that were having devotion at the church. I was up there.
2: let them know what time it is.
0: Yeah. All right. But then when I got to the ninth grade, I think that's when things changed around for me because I had turned my life around. And I was, uh, I had, when I had joined All About Jesus and All About, uh, in August of two, of uh, 1997. Mm-hmm. And when I joined All About Jesus in August of 1997, I was hanging around uh, Pastor Eric Mm-hmm. and uh, we would go different places. And while we were going different places, you know, he was, he, he was praying for the musicians. Yeah. And he was like, uh, he was like, uh, even then, he was like, man, we need to have some anointing. Yeah. And so after that, after he prayed for me, I think that's when it went for to a whole nother level.
2: That's you powerful.
0: Know? And just to touch on this for a moment, I know we got to get out of here, but just to touch on this right here, It is important. I mean, it is absolute key to your success in ministry. It is key to your success in business, in relationships, in whatever ship you got, friendship, uh, whatever. It is key that you have a mentor. Yeah, Okay. absolutely. The world understands this better than the church does. For some reason, you know what I'm saying, we think we can do stuff by ourselves, but you need a mentor. That's right. And Pastor Eric, Pastor Madia was those mentors for me, uh coming up, you know, they they was my mentors. They stayed on me, they told me to do things, you know, we it, it wasn't always a perfect situation mm-hmm. and you know, we all uh it, it wasn't always hungry door and laughs and smiles because boy, they would they would get off in me and tell me stuff and I'd be wanting to say, you know what, I'm I quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be here no more. You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 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 Uh, and then they come up to you, well, what did God say? What? Yeah, so yeah. going, Why did you say that? You know, because they make you say, well, you you know, when when somebody asks you, what did God
2: say? Right. Or did you pray about it? Did you pray yeah, about it? did you
0: pray it? about it? You I already pray. know you in
2: trouble. Right. Man. Hey, uh, I used to say, I pray all the time. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> hey, here's the... Like, Hey, what you in the longer. Well, we talk all the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, he he went me everywhere. He's coming right, right.
2: president. Yeah, that's that. <laughs> If he, you say, he didn't stop me. He didn't say don't. And they go, what well, yeah. did he say? Did he say go? Well, y'all being too deep. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> we wa- yeah. we want to say they deep then, man. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that was. But it's
0: uh, important
2: to have a mentor. Yeah. That movement was an incredible movement. All about Jesus' movement. To me, it was a oh, movement man. that was uh, it was definitely necessary for our city because I saw young people making moves that, you know, and I'm thinking, man, at that age, I was at Twin Oaks trying to get in. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was standing out at Twin Oaks like, can I please get up in here? Like, you know, wh- are they feeling giddy tonight to let young people in? Because usually with the grown people, you'd be carded to get in. Uh, that's yeah. what I was doing at that age. And so by the time – You guys started doing things. I was like, "Man, um, so young people really trying to live for the Lord now." Um, It was just, (laughs) it it was a different, it was it was different, you know. But I praise God every day for it. Uh, Shout out to Pastor Eric, uh, uh, Pastor Media, aka Praise and Worship, Uh, Demon Slaying. uh, Yeah, we we think we praise God for them every day for their mentorship. And what they do for the body of Christ. Um, yeah. So yeah. So we got the link in here. Uh, we got. Uh, it, what What is your uh, Instagram um, handle again?
0: Uh, uh, it's L Boogie Speaks. L B O O G I E Speaks. Okay. L Boogie Speaks. Cause people call me L Boogie. I got that name when I was in college. Okay. Um, uh, uh, when I was at Jacksonville State, it was a dude named Jay. He used to always call me. He'd be like, Boog, hey He was always <laughs> when I was playing the drums for the uh ASU choir, not, not I mean the JSU choir. Okay. When I was playing drums for uh Jacksonville State University choir, he was playing the bongos. And he'd be like, Boog, give me a fill-in. And you know, back then, you know, we were trying to rock the house everywhere. So I like, <laughs> 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. he be yeah, like, L right.
0: Boogie. Yeah, yeah. L Boogie.
2: That that's dope, man. Well, I'm, we're looking for great things for you, man. That book, your, your book, I know you'll have many more, uh, but that one right there, too, is uh, in and of itself. You know, early on, when I started writing, I, I was because I was in praise and worship one day, and the, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, I've given you best-selling books. I heard plural books. I started running after that. You know, I was chasing it. So when I wrote a book, I started Googling, how do you make a book bestseller? What do you need to do, and all the strategies? And then the Holy Spirit said to me, "I never told you you had to figure out how. I just told you I even gave it to you." And so, oh man! And so, quiet that was, in this Catholic church. It's quiet in here. I brought an amen with me. Amen, Walls. <laughs> I, that was the deepest thing that I'd ever heard. Like I don't, and, and so it, it's what it's been for everything. You don't have to figure out how to be successful. If you follow me, if you're led by the Holy Spirit, he knows what people need. We can study markets. We can study markets like, like you got those dope hoodies. You, when, you po- when I posted that picture of you with that hoodie on, one of your friends said, how do I get that hoodie? Just off your picture. Um, yeah. a- another friend of mine, I posted a picture of his book and just said, hey, I hope this becomes uh, required reading. From that, I think it was like 10 people in there was like, how do I get this book? They just didn't know. It's because the Holy Spirit knows what people need and what they want more than I could ever research because we because yeah. think about it as consumers how we hide our hands sometimes. We don't say everything because sometimes we get ready to create something so we don't say anything but the Holy Spirit knows what we need. So yeah, uh, yeah, so your book's gonna be great. everything you do uh, is gonna be great. You're connected with the right people
0: and um, praise God for that. But gonna... And you want me to tell you, you want me to tell you something man There's yep. but with, with with my book there's no way to wake up in the morning every time mm-hmm. you wake up mm-hmm. in the morning there should be uh you should know that you're more than a conqueror Yeah that's and right and you should you should you should have that power and that knowing on the inside of you and you should be able to speak with God but not only speak to God but you should be able to speak out in the air and say, I wish I had a Hammond B three right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you should be able to speak out in the air and say, you know what? I'm alive. I'm awake. And guess what? I feel uh, yeah. great. I should, man. I should. You know what? I should have had hoop triggers on here right now. Yeah,
2: <laughs> stack it up, make that thing show. <laughs> shout out that thing. That's right, yeah. Man. Yeah, that's, that's so. Awesome. Um,
0: hey, also, man, let's let's talk about that for a minute. I'm alive, I'm awake, and I feel great. I mean, because I read that book. I mean, and it gives you a whole different perspective on life. Go ahead. That's awesome,
2: man. I ain't about, hey, hey, I'm about to go to work, Larry. Oh yeah, okay.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey. Well, tell them where they can get the book at, man. Oh uh, my, hey, hey Amazon, <laughs> Amazon.com. I, I'm looking to try to get to Rome this summer. To do something like what I talked about. I think we need to connect on it. Like a uh a books and coffee type event where they have like like a couple of people, like if you know someone else, like Philip and, and Carrie and some other people that you know we could connect and uh have like a author, an author and expo. This was something that a friend of mine is trying to get going here, an expo where people have books, but that there be a dialogue about I can I see this the I think the key to us is. That that we put Jesus in it. And, and for me, yeah. The, that statement, you know, a guy gave us that statement when I was working at Charter, and he came in and said, I'm alive, I'm awake, and I feel great. And it stuck with me like 20, 30 years later almost. And it was the fact that I'm speaking two things into it that that are reality. I am alive and I'm awake, but the feel great is something that I have to put pressure on the atmosphere to yield. You it's not what? going. It's not going to just give that up to you for free. There has to be—you have to praise and worship God until the earth yields the increase. It'll happen. Come on in here. It—it—it it, it will happen, man. I, I, as a matter of fact, this day, today, something great is going to happen to me and for me. It's just the way it is. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. That's a good place to start right there. Yeah, yeah. I don't. <laughs> let me put my cash <laughs> up up here. Yeah, let me put my let me put my cash app up, Bishop. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's got to, it's got to yield it. And so my thing is, when people when when people on the brink of breakthrough, they back off of it because you are surrounded by so much negative and so much average talk that people it's it's hard to wade through the waters of average, and and mundane. Man, when you are when you when you're in God, it's uncommon faith to trust in a God that you've never seen that's uncommon by itself. But, but the other part is, is to know that he'll never leave or forsake you that that if we acknowledge Mm -hmm. him, he's always going to direct our path. So let me end with this Larry, because I've got to get in the building. Uh, This was a, Mm -hmm. this was a, uh, like I I had the kids, I used to have my kids say this in, in class. Mm -hmm. Um, and let me, let me get it to my, uh, I'm a world changer. Every day that I'm blessed with life, there's someone somewhere waiting on me to be 100% me. That's every moment of every single day. I am unique. There's never been another person like me, nor will there ever be. I am a world changer. That is our, that, that's, that's kind of my mantra too, that we are here to change the world. And it's going to happen. It's through the, it's through the, it's because of the finished work of Jesus Christ uh, that we're able to do any of this stuff anyway. So, the book, Larry's book is down low, and uh, we want you to go cop that book. If you can put it in, if you can get that book today, please get that book today. If you cannot get that book today, if you inbox me, I'd be happy to sew it. If, if, if a person cannot cop that book, if you inbox me, I'd be happy to sew that book in, into your life. You send me your address. That's how much I believe in this man of God. We'll get together again, Larry. Appreciate that, brother. All right, we'll get together huh? again. All right. Okay.
1: Peace.